Welcome to the Benefits Compliance Podcast. My name is Casey Barner, and I'm here with my colleague, Beth Allen. We work with the Benefits Compliance Department of NFP. On this podcast, we break down employee benefits related to topics that affect employers. Often our topics have revolved around healthcare reform and other topics specific to health and welfare plans. But today we have a special topic with Beth on the status of the DOL's fiduciary rule. Beth, in podcast episode 26, you gave us some really great background on the fiduciary rule. But by the end, you indicated that the fiduciary rule had been vacated by the Fifth Circuit. What's going on with the rule now? So I'm more than happy to update everybody. Um, But before going into the recent action, I'll start by just reminding everyone that the fiduciary rule was the DOL's attempt at expanding ERISA's definition of fiduciary to include more investment advisors, including those who advise on the transfer to IRAs. It became effective on June 9, 2017, and since then, many advisors have come into compliance with the rule and its exemptions. But as I discussed in the last podcast on this issue, the Fifth Circuit vacated the rule in the U.S. Chamber of Commerce versus the DOL case. The court issued that ruling on March 15, 2018. And although we're only a little bit more than two months away from that decision, a whole lot has gone on. So we've seen action from the DOL, the SEC, a few of the states, and other industry stakeholders. Talk to us about how the DOL responded to the ruling and what they've done since. Sure. So the DOL was shockingly quiet immediately after the ruling came out. After a few days, a spokesman informally stated that the DOL would not enforce the rule pending further review of the Fifth Circuit decision. But other than that, they were pretty silent on whether or not they would appeal the case. Didn't it seem pretty clear though that they weren't going to appeal the decision? I mean, the Trump administration always wanted to have the DOL redo the rule, right? You're so astute, Casey. Um, One of President Trump's earliest executive orders required the DOL to review the rule and determine if it would be detrimental to American investors. Since the rule had already passed the final regulatory stages at that point, the DOL couldn't do much to stop the rule from going into effect. So when this ruling came out, it seems quite likely that it gave the administration exactly what they wanted, which was a chance to mitigate the rule. So it wasn't really shocking that the DOL was not rushing to appeal the decision. So at this point, Beth, does that mean that the rule has been vacated? Not quite. Real close, but no cigar. The DOL only had until April 30th to appeal the decision to the Fifth Circuit. Specifically, they could have asked for the whole panel of the court to hear the case, but they didn't do that. So April 30th came and went, and it was expected that the court would issue an order vacating the rule on May 7th. So you said it was expected that they would vacate the rule on May 7th. Did that not happen? Well, as of the time we're recording this podcast, the Fifth Circuit hasn't officially mandated that the rule be vacated, but that's probably probably because of some of the other action we saw after the decision. Specifically, the Attorney Generals of California, New York, and Oregon filed suit requesting to intervene and to have the full Fifth Circuit panel hear the case. They actually did this in coordination with the AARP, but their motions on the issue were denied on May 2nd. Then the states and AARP appealed that denial on May 16th, and their appeal was even denied on May 22nd. Keep in mind, though, that it's possible that the Fifth Circuit could come out with an order by the time this podcast is posted on May 30th. If the states and the AARP, which is the American Association of Retired Persons, struck out and the DOL didn't appeal the decision, Beth, isn't it essentially over? No. And I'll have to admit that sometimes it feels feels like it's never going to be over. 
Um, but in all seriousness, the DOL has until June 13th to appeal the Fifth Circuit's decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. For reasons we've already discussed, though, it seems very unlikely that they're going to do that. Plus, their first official statement on the situation came in the form of Field Assistance Bulletin 2018-02, which they released on May 7th. The Field Assistance Bulletin, which I'll refer to as a FAB from here on out, briefly discusses the DOL's non-enforcement policy now that the rule has been vacated. The DOL essentially came out with this FAB because it was their way of acknowledging that the rule being vacate, vacated resulted in confusion on how fiduciary advisors could offer certain investment advice and still receive commissions without violating fiduciary rules. In other words, the rule being vacated meant that the best interest contract exemption and other prohibited transaction exemptions the rule created were no longer available to investment advisors claiming fiduciary status. So the FAB made it clear that the DOL will not pursue any prohibited transaction claims against investment advisor fiduciaries who are, quote, working diligently and in good faith to comply with the impartial conduct standards set by the best interest contract exemption and other prohibited transaction exemptions. Wow. So it seems to me like a good summary would be that the DOL basically came out saying that they are not going to enforce the rule However, you did mention that there's basically a compliance hold for advisors who have already claimed fiduciary status. So what is the DOL going to do about that going forward? That's a good question. Um, the DOL also stated in the FAB that they would evaluate the need for additional prohibited transaction relief. But any such relief would probably only come in the form of new proposed rules, which would have to go through the full regulatory process. So it's going to be interesting to see what the DOL comes up with after having to essentially scrap the fiduciary rule. Keep in mind, though that the FAB does not do away with private rights of action. So advisors could still be sued by investors if they give conflicted advice, which results in harm to their clients. Sounds like the DOL is very limited in what it can do concerning these investment advisors that they sought to make fiduciaries under the rule. But didn't I hear the SEC got into the ring too? Yep, you did hear that. On April 18, 2018, the SEC released Regulation Best Interest. Their rule requires registered investment advisors and broker-dealers to act in the best interest of their customers and to mitigate certain conflicts of interest. In fact, their rule includes a notice requirement and imposes an obligation to care for clients by doing what's in their best interest. So the SEC came out with its own version. Was it less complicated, shorter? What's the deal? Well, it would have been nice if it was either of those things, but it was not. Um, it's hundreds of pages long, and it's not any more simple, really, than the DOL's rule was. But it's important to note that the SEC's rule is only in the proposed rule stage. So they are accepting the first round of comments on the rule for a 90-day period. And after that, they could make additional changes to the rule before the, the rule becomes final. The DOL seems to be out of the game and the SEC has subbed in. Are there any other players coming in? I mean, I hope everyone's enjoying all these sports references today. Of course. So our job wouldn't be complete without having to deal with the fact that some of the states might choose to insert themselves into this whole situation. And that's exactly what has happened. Some states are considering passing laws to essentially institute a fiduciary standard like the one that was vacated. For example, the Maryland House and Senate have passed the Financial Consumer Protection Act of 2018, which directs the Maryland Financial Consumer Protection Commission to study the DOL and SEC rules and how Maryland state law can be changed to provide some of the same protections intended by the DOL's fiduciary rule. Connecticut already passed something similar, 
And New Jersey and New York are also considering addressing the fiduciary rule in one way or another. With all this back and forth going on between the court and the DOL and the states and the SEC, what should employer plan sponsors really expect in the immediate future, Beth? That's a good question. Although this all seems very dramatic, um, at least as dramatic as government bureaucracy can get, the rule being vacated and the DOL, SEC, and state action doesn't really mean a whole lot for the day-to-day administration of an employer's retirement plan. Many employers already received fiduciary assurances from investment advisors who have either been relying on a specific prohibited transaction exemption that was in place before the rule or who have modified their processes to come into compliance with the rule. Either way, those employers probably won't see their fiduciary investment advisors going backwards. And to be clear, the SEC rule doesn't directly apply to retirement plan sponsors. Instead, the SEC has jurisdiction over broker-dealers and registered investment advisors. So an employer would not necessarily have to comply with the SEC rules. However, I can't stress enough how important it is for employers to guard their choices in regards to employees' investment offerings. This is because the employer plan sponsor is always a fiduciary. So fiduciary rule or not, employers will need to make sure that they are not offering specific investment advice in a way that makes them susceptible to a claim that they offered conflicted advice. All right, Beth. So I'm going to offer our audience a recap, but I also want to know where we're going to go from here. So what it sounds like you said is the Fifth Circuit vacated the rules and has not entertained the states who have tried to intervene. We got that. The DOL came out with the non-enforcement policy, and then the SEC came out with their own best interest rule. How'd I do? That was a pretty good recap. It's, it's exactly where we are. Um, kind of going on from here, I think the fiduciary rule will somewhat go away, you know, hence our title on the disappearing fiduciary rule. But since it's already been in effect for almost a year, I think that its effects are going to linger. At this point, consumer groups and even investment advisors are definitely aware that conflicts of interest should be mitigated. And we've already seen how even the SEC's rule was heavily influenced by the DOL rule. So although it's vacated, it's still going to affect what, what happens going forward. Okay, I think I got it. So you're essentially saying that the rule is gone but not forgotten. Well, as our team always says, we will continue to follow this saga and update everyone on what's going on. Look forward in Compliance Corner, our bi-weekly newsletter. And on that note, I would like to thank you for listening and thank Beth for joining me. And as we love to say, Beth, that's a wrap. Thank you.